Adrian, thanks very much for joining us. You've just launched some research. So just tell me a little bit more about, I suppose, some of the key findings for that. And it was focused very much on the kind of social benefits, social purpose in terms of investment. Yeah, thanks, Richard. So we've, we've actually done the questionnaire during the recent months and um, we've got some feedback from investors. And we're trying to gauge the appetite of how they were seeking to invest across the secure income space and whether or not social real estate would form a key part of that. Um, it was positive that 80% of the respondents were aware of social real estate and 90% and considered social benefits and social factors when they were underwriting and assessing opportunities. But actually only 30% of those investors were looking to increase their allocation. So there's a bit of a disconnect there, which was slightly disappointing and uh, surprising and something that we're hoping to work with them to try and encourage them to increase their allocations to social real estate. When you're talking about the, this kind of social purpose, social investing, and particularly related to real estate, um, what do you mean by that? You're absolutely right. And we think that definitional um, challenges are one of the reasons why people haven't necessarily engaged as much with the social real estate sector. So for us, we, we quantify or classify social real estate as um, assets across the whole um, social spectrum. And they reflect the diverse nature of, of society and the diverse needs of society. So for us, there's a physical assets which accommodate individuals or actually accommodate services for those individuals. And that covers broadly housing, healthcare and education and the subsectors which would sit underneath that. I think the other challenges we see are that people actually perceive these as being relatively niche subsectors. But when we look at them and we've, we've done a piece of research as well, a thought piece just to try and quantify the scale of the opportunity. And we've looked across those individual subsectors and actually you can look at the immediate shortfall of demand and you can gross those up on a capital value basis. And actually it's huge, you know, across five or six sectors, it was already um, a total of 50 billion pounds. So we think that actually once we've encouraged people, we've set out clear expectations in terms of what those sectors are, what the shared characteristics are across those sectors and how big the opportunity is. We're hopeful that we can encourage um, investors to actually um, consider social real estate as a key part of their securing income allocations. It's interesting as well, because often um, people are looking at that as they were, I, I think, with sustainability and low carbon, um, that this is either going to mean lower returns or additional cost. Um, I suppose, where are we at the moment with that, Adrian? You're absolutely right. I think probably when I first came into long income real estate 10 years ago, the focus was very much on the environmental aspect in terms of quantifying it, measuring it, and would it actually come at the expense of returns? And that we now know actually to not be the case. And, and that's very much environmental is already an accepted form, uh, an accepted measurement in terms of investments. On the social side, we still face those same challenges. Uh, we've actually, we measure it and we believe that actually these, these uh, investments can perform very well. And obviously it's been a very tricky situation over the past six nine months and we've actually seen that the social real estate assets which we currently hold we've had full rent collection um, on time as i said in full and in terms of valuations we've actually seen those held and in some cases actually increased so the performance has certainly been extremely robust and resilient we never expected this situation but clearly uh, this is now proving to be a very strong and uh, resilient subsector and that's why we think that it's definitely going to feature higher in securing income allocations going forwards and it was particularly interesting i thought there was the uli and pwc trends report that came out that had uh, areas like life sciences, like healthcare, senior living, moving up in terms of the investor appetite. What's your sense of this in, in, in terms of the funds? Does that mean that you're going to be launching more funds, um, Adrian? Well, social real estate, it, it, it's a key part of what we already do at Alpha Real Capital. We're a specialised long income manager focusing on cash flow driven investments. And so we already have quite significant exposure. So probably £150 million uh, on sale and lease back or income strip basis. And then 
across our commercial ground rent fund, probably another six or seven hundred million pounds. So we've already got an established base. I think certainly with the increased appetite um, from local government pension schemes, from pension capital and certainly from some of the insurance capital, they're seeking to increase their allocations on an overall basis to long income. We certainly, as I said, um, consider that actually social real estate should be a key factor going forward. So we are out there capital raising at the moment and we are hopeful of the prospect of, of securing further capital. We've got a great pipeline of opportunities, developments, forward fundings and forward commitments. And we'd like to be able to marry that capital up with those opportunities, possibly into, into next year. I think everyone will be waiting to see what happens with Brexit first, but we're hopeful that in Q1 and Q2 next year, we'll see some strong inflows into the sectors. Great. Thanks very much for joining us, Adrian. Thank you.